Big consumer brands like Verizon, Coca-Cola, and Starbucks are turning their backs on Facebook, part of a wider campaign to push the social media network to do more about misinformation and racist content on its platform. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET reporter and social media expert, Queenie Wong. Queenie, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So what is going on with this Facebook ad boycott? So this boycott just keeps growing and growing. I mean, I looked at the list of companies, nonprofits, and organizations that have said they were going to pause advertising in July on Facebook. And this includes, you know, Unilever, which is behind major brands such as Limpton Tea, Ben & Jerry's, The North Face, Verizon, Coca-Cola, Target. I mean, if you think of a brand, they're probably part of the boycott. There's more than 240 companies now. Um, and the last time I checked, there were about 100 on the website. And they say they're going to pause advertising as part of this campaign called Stop Hate for Profit that is going to put pressure on Facebook to do more to combat hate speech and misinformation on the platform. So it's definitely snowballed uh, at this point. But how did the boycott get started? And what was sort of the impetus behind uh, the, these this this movement? So I talked to the Anti-Defamation League CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, um, for an FAQ I did about the boycott. And he said, you know, for many years, the, the organization has been working with Facebook to do more to combat hate speech. And they really haven't seen meaningful progress. I mean, if you looked at what happened after the death of George Floyd, um, they really saw a lot of misinformation, um, extremists using the site to incite violence against protesters. And so he said that really was the tipping point. Um, interestingly enough, the, the campaign doesn't mention Trump on the website, but it talks about, you know, Facebook turning a blind eye to voter misinformation, um, helping people to incite violence. And both of those issues have been um, a complaint that critics have had with President Trump, Twitter taking some action and labeling that content and Facebook really not doing anything. Right. And what's been Facebook's response? So Facebook says that they have policies against hate speech. And in the last quarter, they removed 10 million pieces of content for violating this policy. They've acknowledged that they can do more, um, but hate speech has historically been a very challenging problem for Facebook because if you think about, you know, you know, for example, like the use of the N word that can be reclaimed by certain groups. So you really need to understand the cultural context of content. And that could be very hard for a machine, much less a human to grasp. So the company has been saying they've been doing more. Last week, Mark Zuckerberg announced a number of changes. They said they'll start labeling content that is newsworthy, um, but violates its rules. They're going to take down a broader category of hateful content in ads. So there's definitely been changes that Facebook has been making. And some executives I've you know heard talk about this boycott say that they think it's more about politics than it is about hate speech because Facebook has been doing more than other platforms when it comes to combating this problem. So, I mean, 
to that point, like, uh, and the folks that you've talked to, um, are, are, are people satisfied with some of the changes in place or are they still looking for more changes at Facebook? So when Zuckerberg made those announcements last week, the groups that started the Stop Hate for Profit campaign, they came out and said, you know, these changes are really small. Um, they have a list of 10 things they want Facebook to do. And interestingly enough, none of the changes that Zuckerberg had announced um, was part of this list. So there's obviously still a lot more that they want Facebook to do. Um, even with the changes that they announced, they said, like, this isn't enough. Um, there's a lot more that we want. And they really want to show Facebook that this um, is not only a concern by stakeholders and civil rights groups, but, you know, not doing enough to combat hate on your platform can also affect your business and bottom line, which is what, you know, we're starting to see with this boycott. Right. And then let's let's get specific. What are some of the examples of the, the 10 points, the 10 requests that these groups are making? So there's a variety of um, requests that the groups are making. One is that they want Facebook to hire a C-suite level executive with, you know, racial justice background to make sure that their products um, and features aren't biased in any way. They also say that people who face severe harassment or hate speech on the platform should be able to talk to a live person. Um, and they want more transparency for advertisers as well. They say that if a company um, displays an ad and it's next to a piece of content that Facebook took down for violating its rules, that they should be able to know that and they should get a refund if their ads are shown next to content that violates their rules. So it hits on a couple of different points. The list is pretty lengthy. And, you know, so far I haven't received a response from Facebook if they're considering any of these changes, but there's, they definitely haven't made um, or met the demands of the campaign yet. Do you think Facebook will actually address any of these issues or is it, are they just going to continue to ignore all these requests? So Facebook generally makes, you know, small changes to sort of appease their critics, just as just to sort of say we made a change. Um, but what's interesting is that sometimes the changes don't directly address the issue. Like, for example, when they said we're going to start labeling posts that are newsworthy that violates our rules, um, but that won't apply to content that incites violence or um, voter suppression, we would remove that, including from politicians. Um, but when people had criticized Facebook for not pulling down content by President Trump, um, a lot of that was because Facebook had interpreted their own rules in a way that said, you know, it doesn't incite violence um, and this isn't voter suppression. So it isn't really about the rules that Facebook is, has been making. It's more about how the company is interpreting its rules and applying its policies. So you might see some small changes to appease the critics, um, but it's, you know, if history is sort of any indication, um, there'll be some changes, but it won't be enough. Right. It doesn't actually get to the fundamental core of the problem. So, as far as I can tell, this boycott is supposed to last for a month. Uh, what what happens after that? 
So I talked to the ADL CEO about this and he said, check back with me um, after July is over. Um, other companies, including Coca-Cola, Starbucks, and Unilever, they say that they're going to pause ads on all social networks out, and that includes, you know, Twitter, for example. And that pause is possibly more than 30 days. You know, Unilever said that they're going to pause advertising for the rest of the year. So some for some brands, this extends beyond July. Um, but I expect that if they don't see their demands met, that they'll either continue the campaign or, you know, try some other tactic to get Facebook to respond. Got it. And these are some big companies, but is there any way to gauge the financial impact of these? Because I know Facebook has a large base of advertisers. So is this really hitting them hard in the wallet? So Facebook makes, last last year, the company made about $70 billion in revenue. And most of that comes from ads. The company has about 8 million advertisers. So these are definitely some of their biggest clients, but they still have a lot of other ways to make um, money. And a lot of the analysts um, that I talked to said that at this point, they don't think that this is going to make a big dent in Facebook's finances. I mean, as more companies join, this, this might change. But Facebook is really in a great tool for businesses to target potential customers because of the amount of data that it collects. So they don't see advertisers completely boycotting Facebook forever. Um, This is more of a reputational or image threat to the company because they've been trying to prove that they're doing more to combat hate speech during the coronavirus pandemic. They've been trying to turn their image around and you know, by showing how their platform is used for good. Um, a lot of that work is kind of being undone because they really aren't doing enough when it comes to combating racism. Yeah, for sure. It seemed like when the lockdown began and everyone started flocking back to Facebook, it seemed like all was forgiven for all the, the various scandals. And there have been a lot of scandals between Cambridge Analytica to the numerous hacks. Um, it, it seemed like People were ready to go back on Facebook again, and now it's it's that all that progress has been essentially erased. You know, you kind of touched upon this before, but you know, there is a lot of misinformation and just really terrible content on really all the social networks. So, why is everyone targeting Facebook? It comes down to the fact that Facebook is the world's largest social network. It has two point six billion users worldwide. I mean, Twitter's user base, Snapchat, um, that's only a fraction of Facebook's overall users. So they have the most potential when it comes to spreading misinformation or spreading disinformation or racist content. And so that's why the campaign has really been taken aim at Facebook. Gotcha. Well, we'll we'll see what happens and if there's uh, more lasting and significant change to come. Uh, if you have any questions from your Queenie, drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. You can check out Queenie's story on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.